Dimp Digital presents Idle Game Chat. Cool. Hello, Apps here from Dimp Digital. Welcome to Idle Game Chat. This is Dimp Digital's flagship video game podcast where we take you through the ups and downs of the wonderful world of video games. We are here on your favourite podcast app and YouTube absolutely free. However, if you want to support our independent grassroots endeavour, head over to patreon.com forward slash Dimp Digital or twitch.tv slash Dimp Digital and join the community hashtag hand in pocket this week i'm once again joined by our resident referee it's logan back after a little break from our well unplanned public holiday we'll give him for the the dear queen and the state funeral so we uh we took the week off with that but back in business for you yep back again do you know what i really enjoy the term grassroots i don't really know what that means in reality because everything was grassroots surely at, at some point mm. well I, to me in, in, in my head it, it means basically um like unfunded yeah yeah it is and it's like well they always refer to like you know saturday football sunday football as grassroots because it's mm. you know low rung sort of independence roaring round just kind of doing it for the fun of it i guess mm. and you know the fa always pledge a lot of money into grassroots football i don't see anything for grassroots podcasting <laughs> who's the authority on that <laughs> i don't know joe rogan oh, he's trickled down economics he's got enough that. from surely... fucking spotify after that deal blimey yeah so surely you know the money should be fed down to grassroots podcast yeah to help out never happening in a month of Sundays no that might that that might be because of the the dominant force that probably America plays in the podcast in it like that doesn't seem like something they would necessarily fund or look to fund it would be well make it yourself and get on with it whereas you know grassroots soccer or football over here the FA are like well we're kind of obligated to keep this running to (laughs) yeah I don't know whether it's uh, one of those sort of political manoeuvres or what but yeah I know what you mean in, in America it's very much or it seems to me to be very much like make it or don't make it yourself yeah and you ain't getting any help off you um, go probably yeah. completely wrong there's probably funding all sorts out there maybe we need to move and that's where that's where Polish to get the tech football. money yeah but even that's like the reason why that's popular and it's because the universities make absolute fortunes off of the live events yeah. and the tech like it's crazy and they, Another they, capitalist endeavour. It is. They make fortunes off it. You <laughs> see the people packing out these arenas. So even that's a little bit, you know, only, only done for the for the buck of it. Anyway, waffle at the beginning sometimes, as per usual. Get straight mm. into FGL updates. Just a quick yep. transfer from Salmon. Got rid of Shipper Falls and got in return of Monkey Island. Um, and Return of Monkey Island is now out and reviewed. So that transfer was done before the scores came out and before the reviews and before the game came out. Although the requirement is that you get the game um, in your team as long as the scores aren't published. So you can, in theory, 
get a game in that's been released and hasn't got a score. That has happened on some occasions, but he got that and it got himself a nice 87. And then to complete his week, Shovel Knight Dig come out as well, come out of the bins. I'd, I'd forgotten about that. 85. So Salmon, yeah, Salmon back on track now of an average of 81. Pulling himself back with these unknown little, uh, call them gems. They're not quite gems, but it's not very solid. You take anything mid eighties. Yeah. That's that's my my thoughts on it. Yeah, and he's got two there late on. He's he's got mm. a Plague Tale Requiem, which is coming soon. Grounded will be coming soon. Company of Heroes. That's the one I'm a little bit unsure of. And also Warhammer 40k Dark Tide, which has already been delayed once, but pushed to sort of the end of November. So you'd mm. hope that's the last one. But again, he's in that sort of window where if it does get a delay, it's likely to be 2023. And then he's got his trusty World of Warcraft Dragonfly, which he transferred in um, that expansion <laughs> pack. So could he, could he shock everyone on his debut win the Grand Prix? Who knows? It's unlikely, but well, you never know. You never know. Stranger things have happened. Let's get into some of the news and goings on from the video game industry. Since we last convened, kick things off with the, well, huge story really, all sort of rattled off on a, on a Sunday, if I remember correctly, it seems so long ago, um, but it was this GTA 6 leak and or hack. So more than yeah. 90 videos leaked out onto the internet, an absolute disaster for Rockstar and co, who obviously don't want this stuff getting out unless they've rubber stamped it because they're very deliberate with their marketing always happy to sort of bide their time change the logo sometimes to the color scheme Remember them doing that at red dead redemption 2 let people talk about that for two weeks then a trailer might come but a real stinker for them uh, a small update on the actual case itself so the uk police have arrested a 17 year old from oxfordshire on suspicion of hacking and it's being claimed by um, various journalists that this is in relation to the recent GTA 6 hack. It may also be related to the Uber hack, which um, may well have been the same person. Um, but this came from Matthew Keyes. So he was a confirmant. That's what it's to do with. And they were expected more details on this over the afternoon or this weekend. So for people in the public feed, they may well already know who this chap is, but... UK once again popping up the rest of the world with some hacking uh, or social engineering I'm led to believe in this case we'll never find out what it is because they don't want to expose themselves to saying this is how it was done but the general consensus is some level of social engineering access to the, a slack group which I can't believe tech firms are using I really just find that somewhat strange not that slack's bad but I don't know that just feels a bit strange to me that's been rolled Don't, out. Yeah. But in any Some case... Some of these tech platforms are a bit um, leaky, I think, aren't they, from a security perspective? Like there's some I know that are just not permitted for business use and stuff, but all these uh, hmm. obviously don't care. Use those thingy boards and whatnot. I can't remember what they're called now. Yeah. But anyway... I've chucked it in there. Um, so did you, did you partake in the leaks or, or look at anything or monitor what was going on or was it kind of like well almost everything gets leaked these days and it's almost to be expected well i looked at us I, I found it on twitter before it got shared in the group it's mm. those things that i saw and i thought oh maybe i'll share that in the group and i thought nah this is i mean to be honest with you i looked at the video and it looked rough as arseholes yeah <laughs> and i was like 
Uh, I just thought it just doesn't look legit. Like there's right. There's nothing there that I looked at, and I think it was a clip from 2019, allegedly or something, That's from it, a yeah. really early alpha test, and I was just like. It seemed to me at the time to be a bit of a non-event. I was like, oh, that's sloppy. Yeah. It looks like shit. It probably ain't it anyway. It'll probably turn out to be fake news. and like, So I won't bother sharing it. And about 10 minutes later, paper shared it. And I was like, hang on about. I didn't share that because I thought it was nonsense. Oh, you got the audits um, for that. But it really turned out to be legit. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not, it's not the end of the world, I don't think. I mean, it's not showing anything that you wouldn't have expected from a GTA game anyway. So hmm. I don't think it's devastating from that perspective. But still, you want you don't want these sort of things happening. I think it's more of a concern from a, for them and a distraction from a security perspective oh, yeah. than it is for like worrying about like details of their new IP being released sort of thing. So, yeah, I don't know. No, it's, I tend to agree. I mean, I had a look at... I, like you, I, on Twitter I saw a few videos and there was like some like garbage ones where none of the textures were on. It's like a grey, mm. and it's and I was like, I don't care. And that was like four seconds long. I was like, oh, I don't. I, it doesn't matter to me because these this is old took basically. It's not going to look great. Um, therefore, I'm not going to sift through ninety odd tweets or videos to try and find something mm. that's substantial. But then I was watching Sifted's video game podcast, which is Game Face. And what they did is they had the B-roll running in the background whilst they were talking about it. And Shane, like the host, had stitched together all like the interesting bits. So there's a part where the, the main character's like holding up a, a cafe mm. or a diner or something. I was like, okay, that's a bit more substantial. Yeah. So I watched it through that. That mm. podcast inevitably, inevitably already has been taken down because of copyright. Oh, really? Yeah, they've already got on top of that. So oh. but fortunately, they had been sensible and rendered a version of it censored out. So just swapped the... Uh, Swap that in, basically. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it's, it's obviously very early. The claim, like you said, is, is it comes from 2019, and um, it's not put me off what GTA 6 can be because I understand that this is all early in development stuff. There's fucking lines of code and debug running all over half the screens. It's it's not really going to. It's um, just a bit of a non-event, right? Yes, yeah. it's, it's not like one of those things where everyone looks and goes, "Oh, it's rubbish." It's just. It's just, it's just not going to be. Is it, it won't look like, like that when it comes out. I can assure you. And I, obviously, no. Well, you say that, but then you have got stuff like Saints Row being released, and you're like, well, that's not far off. Some yeah, of, but some of the t- some Saints of the in that. That's true. Yeah. I mean, that's getting picked in fantasy gaming league teams. It needs questioning. Well. Um So yeah, it, it it was. It's weird because you don't often see. I think it's weird because you don't often see like stuff like that from Rockstar from yeah. memory. They're normally pretty tight on that sort of stuff. Mm. Even facts and you know rumors about the game. It's always rumor or so and so. It's not, <coughs> not it direct seem footage. To well, that's quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, it'll probably go down as one of the bigger ones in the industry because that's there's a lot of content just dropped out. And yeah, yeah. that's the surprise really. But you know, you got to make sure your staff are fucking trained to deal with all this social engineering and phishing and all this, you know. A so whole... basically someone, he convinced them he was someone else or something like that or he got himself in on something. Yeah, yeah. maybe they clicked a link and then key logged and then was able to access this. Like, I mean, we'll, I, like I said, I doubt we'll ever find mm. out because they won't want to necessarily divulge the details of how it happened. But it may, maybe yeah. it'll come out in the police reports and all that sort of stuff, but... You know, there could be a seventeen-year-old from Oxfordshire in a lot of trouble in the, over the next week and a couple of weeks, and he 
may well regret <laughs> the decision to do yeah. that. That's a fair point. I wanted to parlay this particular point into leak culture because video games are very secretive, like the industry itself. At least they try to be. Like, Mm. there's always rumour and innuendo, but very rarely do you know about a project unless, you know, they want to do it for marketing reasons. Like, there's a lot of stuff that we just don't know about. Whereas, like, movies and stuff, you kind of see... Mm. Years out, they're going to attach. They're going to. We're going to do the next Mad Max, and this is the director, and here's the actors. And then over the next year or two, that all changes because there's a scheduling clash. So Tom Hardy can't do it, and they've brought in Colin. Farrell. Like there's always these changes that, from the original vision of like who was scheduled for it, doesn't happen. Whereas video games are very secretive, and leaking is a way of, I guess, giving the the general public, the the nobodies in the world, a little bit of insight as to what is going on in this ultra-secretive world. But is there a level of hypocrisy from some journalists, insiders, slash influencers who are quick to criticise a leak like this, but often have built some of their major stories off of information they've gathered from inside sources and revealing information that a publisher or developer wouldn't necessarily want in the public at that time. Mm. Um, now, obviously, there's differences in how the information's acquired. The chap here seemingly uh, has, has illegally got this from hacking, which is obviously illegal. So that's that's the first kind of difference. Um, but I always go back to like who the who the people are talking to, who the journalists are talking to, who the insiders are talking to. Like who's the source? They are inevitably breaking some level of employee policy or NDA or something when they're revealing this. Yeah. So it's, it's the all-begotten gains, that information. It's not like it's public knowledge or, or anything like that. Mm. Um, so is it just the method in which the information's extracted and then who publicises that and says, well, look, I didn't actually gather this information. I've just been told it. I've been shown this document um, that kind of lets them off the hook. Because the way I look at it in some respects, and, and yes, there are different degrees to this, you know, there's 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 minor leaks and something major like this, but the net mm. the net kind of outcome is that publisher slash slash developer is damaged in some way because they've there's information out they didn't want. So I just wanted to gather your thoughts on that particular question. It's a difficult one because you look at what like Project Veritas do in the US, where they go around basically exposing whistleblowers. That's what yeah. they do. Yeah, everyone's clapping their hands at it, going, "This is great journalism <laughs> and exposing stuff." Um, I mean, it's you know, the thing is, is in any organisation, it seems, there's people that are just quite happy to talk about anything, and yeah. you know, I, I don't particularly understand why. Um, I guess one, the answer is one scene is good journalism, and hacking, quite simply, is you know, they haven't got an exclusive, have they? They've yeah. all they've done, all they're doing is reporting <clears throat> on saying that someone else has done. Mm. Um, but weirdly, on a on a different note, it got me. Obviously, I saw all the, the the leak around GTA, and then I saw what Midnight Society are doing at the same time, which is yeah. releasing all these snapshots um, and playable snapshots to the community and their their founders group to to play and get feedback on. And I thought that's two completely contrasting approaches. Yeah, and I actually it actually got me thinking. I wonder whether. Depending on how well this game does that Midnight Society are developing, if that does really well and they're really engaged with the community, I wonder whether you'll see more take this engaged approach rather than this 
you know, using the Rockstar example where nothing gets released, they Secret give you a little squirrel. bit of teaser. Yeah. And then, yeah, you, you play it day one and that's your first real experience to it beyond a few gameplay trailers or whatever. It, I don't know. I, I, I just It just got me wondering whether that's... And then you don't have to worry about leaks. You don't have to worry about secrecy and, mm. and all that kind of stuff. And it, it kind of is all taken away. Yeah, it would it would absolutely solve a lot of the issues. Um, it goes back to what I was saying to start with, how secretive the video game industry is. Why do you yeah. think that is, though? Like, do you think it's to build hype, or you don't want competitors stealing your ideas, or? Well, yeah. I mean, I've got my only. There's a couple of ways you can kind of look at it as to why that is, and I don't. I don't know. I mean, there's this. I was going to say maybe that the industry's not mature enough to handle. Like we are quick to judge things that don't look spotless. It's kind of different mm. with a movie or a TV show or anything like that. Mm. But they do seem to protect the idea before anything else. Like the idea of a game being made and what's going on is really mm. held back for for a much longer time. And I can only assume that the people that run the publishers publishing sites and and the you know count the money see that the having ultimate control over the marketing and when to, to do things is a very delicate and strategic game especially in a busy schedule of, of games that are being released but i yeah i mean it's it's somewhat bizarre in that we know so much stuff about other industries well before they're, they're even due to start shooting the damn thing Whereas in the video game in- industry, the first time you'll see something, most likely will be we're sort of halfway through this, and you know maybe it's again project life starts, cycles mm. take much longer. And do you want to tell someone seven years? Because there's the other thing: if you tell someone there's a game coming, it doesn't come for seven years. People get sick of it, don't they, of hearing about it? So I don't know if I necessarily want to know seven years out that GTA Six was coming. Um, so yeah, there's no real answer I've given there other than waffle. Well, no, I mean, there's no, there's no right or wrong answer. It's just interesting well, to hear because it is, you know, in some, in in most industries, there's an element of secrecy. Like in football, mm. you don't want other clubs knowing what players you're going for. So there's always secrecy around the the, the transfer targets and whatnot. So there's always an element to it. But yeah. with something like a game, I mean, take a, a, a Call of Duty. Yeah. Like, would it really matter whether we saw and knew exactly what was going on in a Call of Duty game? No you know three months six months nine months before nope. because you it, it 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 what does it really affect i just wonder if it's whether it's just a purely marketing-based angle on creating hype i yeah. wonder if that's what it is and it's because it's you, you can get excited about something that you've only seen a little bit of something of is it i don't know i'm yeah. sure there must be some sort of marketing reasons but i just thought i'd gauge your your perspective yeah i mean if i had my way and i was doing it i'd be the same i think because i think there's there is a risk of overexposure and who knows what games are scrapped two years in that don't make it so you don't want to be saying oh we're going to do this and then 18 months later you go well that's gone in the bin because you see what happens with films it does it does but there's a there's definitely a batwoman one yeah, like, ah, that's that's trap. It Batgirl, wasn't it? That's thrown in the bin. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, it does happen with films, but I guess the studios are in a better position. I don't know whether it's financially or, or what to kind of mm. absorb that as a as a negative. Whereas, you know, we've seen studios get shuttered for 
making mistakes and mm. I don't know. I feel like it's a, it's a bit more of a microscope put on it. Maybe it's just because we do a podcast about it that it, feel, <laughs> it feels that way. It may it may well be that actually if you look closer, but that that, that would happen elsewhere. But no, it's um it's a tricky one. But I don't think things will change anytime soon. Like you said about Midnight Society being more open, some games do that. That is definitely a tactic. Um, but I just think like the bigger boys think, well, we'll control it. We'll control the narrative as best we can, and and see what happens. And then the people in the marketing team can say, yep, yeah, that was our campaign that did all that and built hype. Because it's very fickle this land of video games, and the gaming mm. gods are happy to strike down any video game that doesn't fall in line. So. There's always, mm. there's always that concern. Be interesting. Mm. I do hope that the uh, Midnight Society stuff does produce something good at the end of it. Because I think that would, and something that's popular, not just good. I think they're the two things. Something that's, yeah. Because it can be good, but unpopular. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, let's move on. Don't want to labour on that. PlayStation VR 2 won't have backwards compatibility with PlayStation VR, Sony confirms. So there's a head shake I mean, immediately from Logan. So seemingly more egg on face and bad plastic publicity for Sony. It's, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think this is one that I remember sharing in the group or seeing from VGC. And uh, yeah. it's just such a diabolical thing to do. <clears throat> like to, to go all of that catalogue that we made. Sorry about that. Gone. You, you can you can either not play it anymore, or you have to keep your old VR headset as well. Because presumably, up. people that will be interested in this might—you'd presume they'd also perhaps have had the last one. Or well, maybe they've maybe they've looked at the numbers and thought people have been put off by PSVR, so they've already been burned. Let's just bin them and try and get a fresh set of people onto PSVR two. Just um, basically makes all those games redundant. It it's does. just it does. Yeah. So. I'm not going to come across as a Sony apologist here, but I'm going to do my best to explain why I think this has happened. And then don't worry, at the end, I'll cycle back to, even with this caveat, why they're (laughs) at fault completely, 100%. So don't, you know, green bloods out, they don't like hearing people saying sorry for Sony, but don't worry, they'll get their their just desserts right at the end. So with this one, VR itself as a technology is complex. We know that, for lack of a better term. What they, if you look at how PSVR 2 is being operated and used by a potential consumer compared to PlayStation VR OG, yes, it's virtual reality, but the basic fundamentals of it are completely different. So PSVR 2 has inside-out tracking, so there's no need for a camera to, to track your head movement. The controllers are a completely different, you know, the dual, whatever they're calling them, dual touch, I think they're called. They are hugely different compared to the PlayStation Move controllers. So I don't think there's any way they can realistically map a lot of these games to say, right, you pick up the new headset and logic the games so that they, they would work properly with all this new gear that's being put out. So they're, they're kind of... It would be down, I would assume, the developer have to go in there and remap everything, recalibrate it towards the new technology... Now, that may well happen with some games. Some developers might jump in and say, oh, we've forward ported this to a new PSVR 2 version and it maps with the new head tracking and all that sort of stuff. So I just think that the technology has cost them here. They've, they've, they've Not a lot, really, realistically, I don't think they could have done other than spending a hell of a lot of time 
and money and other things going back to try and recalibrate it. But even then, it might not even be possible. Having said that, the reason why they're doing that is because they base the PlayStation VR OG on the PlayStation Move and PlayStation camera technology. PlayStation Move came out in 2010. It's, tw- it's 12 years old. PlayStation camera, 2013. Almost 10 years old. If you're going to... It's this short-sighted approach that Sony have made before. And the other example of that is PlayStation 3. They go, oh, we've made this fucking super-duper console. PlayStation 4 rocks up and you go, well, backwards compatibility. And they go, well, we can't because it's so complicated that we can't even do it reasonably. So that was another short-sighted manoeuvre. Sony just seemed to make these odd choices of limiting any forward, you know, development in those spaces. Mm. So it's absolutely their fault for, for for basing the PlayStation VR on a PlayStation Move controller and a PlayStation camera when already we were starting to see technologies that didn't require old crap like that. Had they just bitten the bullet a little bit, maybe been patient, they could have done inside tracking, inside out tracking from the get go, and had the had the controllers not based on 2010's PlayStation Move. Like PlayStation Move's got about eight buttons on it which are all mapped to specific things in the games, they'll then have to mm. look at the new controller and go, that's only got four. How do, we even, how do we even realistically do that? But again, it's because they weren't thinking forward back when they released the PlayStation VR. I thought, well, let's get this out there with all this old shit we've got lying around and haven't sold, the PlayStation Move controller, and we're off. So it is their fault, ultimately. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get what you're saying. It's difficult because it's like you kind of... We'd be sitting here blasting them if we were going. You're still using that camera on your second, like. Oh yeah. But yep. It's, it's as you say. Uh, it, it's it's like a, a short-sighted approach where they just want to get stuff out yep. into the market without thinking properly of their strategy behind that product. No, they just chucked it um, out there. They saw that it might catch on and thought, well, we want to be in a position to have something. And to be fair, it did pretty well, but easily by within a few years it was surpassed by other technologies and other headsets that came across and they must have known as well which is what annoys me oh they must have known that that was going to have a short short ish shelf life on it um when they released it yeah i just think i just think it's really really poor from a from a consumer perspective oh yeah it's like buying a new phone and then going well all those apps you want it to use well, you have to buy new ones. You go, well, I've already bought... Like, it's, You've got to have some sort of ability to reuse your old yeah. stuff on the new tech, I think. Um, yeah. Obviously, you get a different console. You kind of expect there's going to be... You know, things aren't going to be designed for it immediately and whatnot. Um, so it's fine. But the, at least... I always The problem is Xbox set such a high bar... Yeah, I was going to say. ...backward compatibility. Yep. So... They're not out there in isolation. They're out there in isolation pretty much doing this. Mm. And that's what makes it look even poorer when you look at the variety that X. I mean, Xbox offer games going all the way back to the original Xbox. You can play them now on your Series X. Yep. Um, and they've, they continue to make more available. So, yeah. yeah, I just think it's really bad form. Oh, yeah, it's, just, it's another slap on the wrist and even if I understand why the reason why is because they as I said what I often say to you short-sighted yeah it'll cost you (laughs) what do you think of this one Electronic Arts CEO Andrew Wilson has said that Call of Duty potentially 
becoming an ex- exclusive to Xbox platforms would present a, quote, tremendous opportunity for Battlefield. Speaking during a Goldman Sachs event, fucking money floating around there, and yeah. was first reported by journalist Stephen Tortillo, Wilson said he sees the uncertainty over the rival franchise as a potential opportunity for his own first-person shooter. Quote, in a world where there may be questions over the future of Call of Duty and what platforms that might be or might not be on, being platform agnostic and completely cross-platform with Battlefield, I think, is a tremendous opportunity. Um, I mean, first of all, bravo for having the stones to come out and suggest that Battlefield's in any position to ask for opportunities after 2042, because it, it doesn't matter what, what platform it's on. If you ship out more trash like that, you ain't going to have any opportunities left soon, fucking sunshine. So... Ignoring the obvious fucking unbelievable bollocks on this man to stand there and say that, does he have, does he have a point? If if Battlefield can ship a good product and be on all platforms, could it? If 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 all the stars aligned, Phil went, yep, yeah, taking that on our own platforms, goodbye. Does does not having the the or having the sorry the Battlefield sit on the the current market leader on consoles give it a chance to bed in and perhaps. You know, build up some genuine rivalry to, to to Call of Duty. Well, not really. <laughs> it, it, I just don't. Call of Duty is so far and away, like in every single way, better than Battlefield at the minute. I mean, I and by the way, I bloody love Battlefield. I have yeah. Battlefield Four. I played a lot of Battlefield One. I, you name it. If it's there and it's good, I'll I I will enjoy it and will want to play it. So I'm not a Battlefield hater at all. Far from it. Mm. Um, but it has to be said, they are completely different games. Like they're not. I don't really point see point and them. shoot. Job done. Yeah, but they're they're not. Like, the, wow. the way that What Call of Duty does, it does really well. And it provides a huge amount of value. Like pretty much whatever you want to do on it, it caters for you. It, it less so. I always thought the gap was these bigger maps and bigger battles, but I feel like Warzone's kind of covered them on that a yeah, little bit. Yeah. Um. And yeah, they're just they're just so far on a way ahead of of Battlefield now. I, I don't understand. How well, they we say that back. Vanguard sales in the shitter. We're going to go to the European. Game sales more uh, listed a little bit, and you know, Vang- yeah. I'm, I know Modern, Modern Warfare Two. I feel that's going to be a fucking ginormous hit. So yeah. Vanguard's blower will be made up for, I'm sure. But yeah, it, uh, it, 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 it proves they're not will. immune. Well, they're not. It. But it, this is what frustrates me around that, and we could go on for ages here. But around these sort of different studios that develop the games and stuff. I mean. The ones that Infinity Ward are involved in are by far and away the best and most successful versions of Call of Duty. Um, you know, Treyarch aren't too far behind, um, but Sledgehammer are diabolical. Mm. Like, they've had a couple <laughs> of goes lately. They had uh, the World War Two one that they did a couple of years back, and then they did Vanguard, and they've made a real pig's ear of both of them. And it does make me wonder at what point they get binned. Like, will they trust them with another one now that Phil's in charge? I don't know. But I think the, the, the franchise don't is Don't worry, just we'll put 343 on it and save the day. Well, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Just the people you want to bring something out of the bins. They'll introduce some ridiculous battle pass mechanism. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the, looking at it, if, if Battlefield could release something Competent. that was actually good yeah, yeah. Um, 
and catered in a similar way that Call of Duty does, there's a chance there for for them to to absorb if you know the PlayStation marketplace. Mm. But unfortunately, I just for some reason, despite being backed by EA and you name it, I just don't understand why they fail to be able to release a good solid game. Mm. It, it, it baffles me. So it's kind of worse for them as well because they don't do it yearly. They only get a shot at it every few years, and if they like, they blew it with twenty forty two. That sour taste sits in everyone's mouth for years on end. And they're like, well, what's the next yeah. one going to be like? And it's hard. Because Call of Duty's always had the 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 ability and the I guess the, the I mean, it's, it's a useful thing to have. The next game will be coming yeah. out in less than twelve months, so don't worry about it. And we'll Infinity War's yeah. back, and you know you've got these. This is the thing. You've got though. these this reasons exactly reasons why yeah. people might believe it's going to be a better product. I mean, the free developer thing that they've got going in with Call of Duty works to their favour and their disadvantage. Yeah. I mean, if it's shit, they go, well, it's Infinity, like you said, it's Infinity Ward next year, that'll be good. Yeah. So it keeps you hanging around because you know the same people aren't there making the same mistakes. <laughs> um, but unfortunately with Battlefield, yeah, I, I mean, they cater largely to a different audience anyway. Yeah. I doubt there's many people that are going, oh, it's Call of Duty for, or Battlefield for me this year. I think you're either generally one or the other mm. but i think it clearly if call of duty isn't an option for you it clearly opens up the, the field for battlefield to, to take some sort of advantage but um yeah it i they've got to release a bloody good game first anyway otherwise yeah. people ain't gonna play it whatever the weather they'll just go and buy an xbox yeah so don't be worrying about all that andrew because a it's many years down the line and b you need to focus on shipping something that's going to be playable and good. It's it's really simple. <clears throat> if it's a good game, it'll do better than Call of Duty. Like it, it's like like if you release something that's good and resonates, and you get streamers on it, and it builds hype, and people want to play it, then people will play it anyway. Yeah. But the biggest problem with Battlefield is it hasn't been very good for a while, and no. that's its problem. Yeah. No. Now, they, to be fair, like the EA have made, I think on paper some smart moves so um respawn who did titanfall and apex co-founder vince ampella who mm. co-founded respawn and then ea bought them etc etc he was made i think late last year the head of battlefield as a franchise and he's obviously got some real pedigree in the shooting space mm. on how to do things so i think Clearly, EA have recognised 2042's... You couldn't not recognise it, but I feel like they're at least putting someone who's got some real good credentials in charge of that. It doesn't mean it's going to come out perfect, but Vince is not a silly person. He's he's at Infinity Ward all those years when they were the, the top dog. Peeled, mm, peeled yeah. off, done Respawn, did it again, got bought, then did it again with Apex, which is a mm. Battle Royale take. So, you know, he's a clever bloke when it comes to these things. And I wonder whether that's maybe what's going to turn it next time. And we, well, we can only I hope, because I don't, I don't want any game to be shit. I want it all to be... I want to be able to want to play everything, but... It'd know. be a start if I pointed the gun at someone and wherever <laughs> I was pointing and the bullets went, because that ain't what happened on 42. <laughs> you literally point the gun, you go, well, I can't do any more. I'm aiming down sights. He's in my crosshairs and I ain't getting any hit markers. So what do you do? Have to walk yeah. away from it, unfortunately. But yeah. we'll see on that. I'm... Um, I don't think he's necessarily wrong in what he's saying, but to just have any sort of gall to think that it can it can have a, a positive spin on things after what they've done with 2042, I found astounding. But the, these they'll never cease to amaze me, some of these leads. So they will just say what they, they want. And, 
and, and get away with it mostly. Probably in an absolute packet is Wilson. Anyway, European sales ranking. So we've got August data in. So a quick, yeah. quick rundown. So this is based on European territories, digital and physical. However, Nintendo are one of the publishers that don't provide digital sales. So that's worth keeping into account. So number mm-hmm. one this month was GTA V. Oh, sorry, last month, GTA Five. So that's back at it again. Number two, nice. cracked on it earlier, Saints Row. So that's debuted there at number two. FIFA, FIFA retains number three slot, even though the season's, well, not winding down, but we're getting close to 23. So that's still selling throughout the entire year. Uh, F1 sits at number four. So that's hanging in there more than I expected. Mm. Gran Turismo 7 re-enters the, the fray at number five. Spider-Man Remastered enters the fray at number six, mainly down to the well, the PC port that was released. So you can see why Sony have decided that was a good idea when they count the money at the mm. end of end of August. Uh, yeah. Nintendo Switch Sports returns after being out of the top ten for a little while. Now number seven. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is number eight. Horizon Forbidden West again returns to the top ten at number nine. And number ten is Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. So, interesting. So, what I did, I don't know if I... You probably didn't listen to the podcast. I made something called the European Power Rankings. And okay. we get a top 20, but I ain't dealing with top 20s. You've got to have top 10s. <laughs> if you're in the top yeah. 10 and you're number one, you get 10 points. If you're, you know, two, you get nine points. And if you're 10th, you get one point. That's how I've done it. I've been scoring <laughs> all the data we've had, and I've backdated it to February where it started. I've made a power rankings of like who's been in the top Good 10 Lord. the most. So at the moment, FIFA has got 57 points and is the title taker. Mm. Grand Theft Auto is number two with 51 points. Elden Ring, 36 at number three. Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga is number four with 35 points. That's unbelievable. And, and number five is Nintendo Switch Sports with 28 points. And that is, um, again, physical sales only. But I'd just like to share that when we get that a little update. And um, yeah, what I was going to say actually about Call of Duty is January, we didn't, haven't got any data for, so I can't speak for that. But from February until August, which is what we have now, hasn't been in the top 10 once of the European. That doesn't surprise me. I mean, no, it doesn't. When you actually look at what was coming out, that they've dropped 40% compared to the year before. like. But normally it just, by inertia, just finds a way in. They go, well, Vanguard was so bad. I know. Like, Vanguard was so bad yeah. that I just think people went, nah. Yeah. I think, and, and also the success, continued success of Warzone that people can play it for nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I think people are... and. You know, I was chatting to Pee Wee earlier. He's like, I ain't pre-ordering Modern Warfare. He's like, I'm waiting for Warzone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's what people are doing. Like, it is I'm, It is just the way things are going now. So, I wouldn't even... I'd expect Modern Warfare to be up there when it releases and perhaps for a few months. But I think you're probably fine now that most people will get it, that want to get it. Mm. There won't be this continued trickle of top 10 sales for it the majority of those will continue to be transactions in warzone and probably warzone mobile well that's true yeah that'll be interesting to see next just well modern warfare 2 is clearly going to be unless they do something horrendous with it it will clearly be a monster let's move into warzone 2 you mentioned that Mm. um that got a release date 
16th of November 2022. Modern Warfare's 28th of October 2022. From my untrained and uninitiated eyes, that seemed like a bit of a fast follower for me for Warzone 2.0. For some reason in my head, and this may well have been because I've read articles suggesting this, 2023 early would be the place to do it. But no, it's a mere weeks after the um, the, the, the release of the franchise version, as, as I call it. Any any thoughts on on that, and any thoughts on any of the the uh, the showcases or things that they showed? Because I know they did a big Call of Duty event since we last convened, and anything there that tickled your fancy? I, there was a lot of bollocks at that event. There was a <laughs> I lot saw you of... all moan about in the group. And what is yeah, this? Yeah, I mean, it it was just I can't remember the word. It was something like inverse mechanic. It was something ridiculous, and I was just like at that point, I was like, "Look, I can't be dealing with this." Using the same engine you were last year. What are you talking about? Yeah, um, nonsense. But uh, I've watched some some gameplay and everything in Modern Warfare, and uh, it pretty much looks to be what I'd expect from yeah. an Infinity Ward game. I don't think at this point with with Call of Duty we're going to see anything outrageous. There's, there's, you know, they've made. I say some couple of nice additions, right? You can now mantle and climb and stuff, which, get by the way, yeah, gand on it in twenty twenty two is uh, is quite unbelievable, really. But yeah, they've they've made a few little changes and some tweaks to weapon modification stuff. I mean, to be brutally honest, it's like I don't I don't need or feel the need a huge amount of time doing this now. I mean. Yeah. Years ago, I'd have been itching to get on a beta and go, what's changed this year? And now I just go, well, I've been doing this for 15 years now. Like, nothing really, or longer than that, 17 years maybe, I think I've been playing Call of Duty. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not, nothing fundamental is going to change. I'm going to pick it up and go, oh yeah, this is Call of Duty. Like, and that's fine. I don't mind that. I mean, I will play that beta yeah. um, just to see if there's anything I've I've drastically missed, but... Well, you yeah, had feet I up think... on that, didn't you? Sitting there, it was open for all PlayStation players last weekend, and you had feet up. Yeah, it's still open, yeah. yeah. I missed. I, I had presumed that it was... Because on the Xbox, it's uh, only open... The, the beta, They call it an open beta, yeah. but it's not really open because you have to pre-order it to be able to play it. So um, I, always, I just presumed it was the same for PlayStation, but it isn't. They've got it... Um, completely open so yeah i'll be giving that a, a little go yeah but uh yeah i think you know it seems like they're trying to do more from a marketing perspective this year because i don't think they've done these kind of big events they've got all the big streamers in and yeah. big youtube personalities it has to be noted other than dr disrespect which i thought was a really interesting omission and he addressed this on the stream a little while ago because they said they didn't invite him because he slagged the game off too much. Wow. And then he, he, he did this compilation for about three minutes afterwards of all these other streamers that have consistently slagged the game and off and still got an invite. Yeah. So uh, it's interestingly political. But yeah, they're, they're obviously trying to market this one a bit more and do things a bit more in this, uh, you know, like keynote style and do yeah. it. It's like they're trying to catch up on that piece. But uh, yeah, I mean... On the release dates, I think I'm fine with that. Um, it, I think the only thing that would have surprised me if Warzone come first. Clearly, the game's yeah. got to come first. Um, and I think they want to probably get Warzone in on that hype of the new Call of Duty and get people on there. And I think I've told you before Get about, that synergy that they can set up early doors. and 
Yeah, and get people leveling up guns, doing all that for Warzone and finding out metas and stuff. So that's probably not wholly unexpected that it's, it's pretty close to follow. Plus, yeah. because it's such a big bloody money maker, um, and they're probably seeing those numbers starting to dwindle a bit now on Warzone because people know that it's winding not down, got... Yeah. It's winding down. And it's not carrying much thinking, over, is there? There's no... There's, I don't think there's any carryover. I mean, we just slayed so many I know of. That. They've just been crapped on for very complex technology, as I, as I explained. And now we've got... Well, they're fucked, base. Warzone. There's, there's too much on there now. They're, they've been the masters of their own downfall. We talk about continuity, but you've got Modern Warfare, Black Ops, and uh, World War Two guns on there. It's, it's absolute... Yeah, it's a, it's a muddle. So, uh, yeah, I think I'll be pleased if they just have Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare guns... Don't release a Call of Duty next year. Give Warzone and this Modern Warfare 2 a good two-year sort of cycle. Um, add new guns, by all means, into the game and whatnot. Fine with that, and I'm sure they will do. They, they've been doing that for a while now. But yeah, um, yeah, I think, I hope it will be good. I hope it's well-received. I'm sure it will be at the end of the day. Unless they, unless they of course, blow something completely, but... Um... Yeah, from my perspective, the one thing that's, that would be pleasing to me and Ronnie, even though I never picked up a game of Warzone, the only reason I didn't play it when it first What's came that? out and when Hall was like, come on, I've, I've played, mm. done Apex, beaten that, won that once, done Fortnite, beaten that once, as groups, never yeah. solo. Warzone, yeah. I refused to pick up because it's probably still the case now. When you'd play it, it would say Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Because it was, yeah. it was, it was linked to that, and that was where it stemmed mm. off from. Ronnie said, "No, you're not playing that." It's really? Yeah, it annoyed me, so I never, I never put it on. I'm assuming that will not happen, and it will be called Warzone 2.0. So, oh, Ronnie could potentially pick that up, but <laughs> I don't think it will. I think it'll do what it does now. Really? Oh. Yeah, I think it will. Well, it don't bother me. I've gone this long without playing it. I'm not gonna. Like no. I said, I'll play it until I get one win and then I quit. That's how I complete Yeah, how I no, complete I know. I do remember because I, I, I know that we played both of them together, both Fortnite and uh, an Apex. I don't think we got the win together on Apex, but I know we played for no, it a, a little bit on there. Hall and Parky carried me through that. He's like, carried me. I've got mm. the most kills. So let's... And to be fair to you, Apex is a really hard one to get a win on. It's yeah. really, compared to the others, it's a much more. Um, I think it was quite. Game. I think it was quite early. Not yeah. like mega early, but at a stage where people weren't absolute animals at it. And Go on there now. You could have a real real shock, yeah. I think. Well, Hall's a fucking blunderbuss always looking for trouble, whereas that's not the way to be doing it. Like, If you want to win, you need I to know. be a bit strategic. And I've seen him do it on, Modern War- on fucking Warzone as well and pretty much throw away a good chance at winning it just by following gunfire and wanting to get involved. So he's not... The- so, yeah, you got... Yeah, it's a common complaint that me and Pete have at the minute on Warzone when we play with some of the others. It's kind of like they see someone and want to shoot. Yeah, and it's like you ain't what you're gonna. Well, do you do it on the division here? two, setting them all off. I've got this, oh, I've got this artillery God. thing that can blow them away in one shot. Oh yeah, I've, I've got, but I think it don't matter on there. No, it's... I think they're, they're just gonna go and hide behind a bit of cover anyway. It's no problem. But, yeah, no, I'm. I, hopefully, it'll be good, and um, you know. Because I am a Call of Duty fan, mm. obviously. It's like, I don't, I really don't want it. I don't want to shit on it. I don't want it to be bad. I don't want it to have negatives. I want it to be really good and I want to want to play it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And Modern Warfare is my all time favourite um, line, if you like, yeah. of uh, 
of Call of Duty. So as it is for millions of others, I would predict if I had to have a gun. To people, head. do you know what people prefer Black Ops? Yeah, a yeah. large majority prefer that Treyarch style. That's true. Um, which I don't really understand, to be honest. Well, coming from my perspective, I know a lot of people like the campaigns in Black Ops, or when they did. I know mm. one year they didn't do it in the Black Ops, but yeah, um, there was that. There was like you could. I remember playing through the maybe it's the first one. There was like choices, and you know you could have different endings and stuff, which never really seemed like it was part of mm. or on the cards for Call of Duty. So I can see why that maybe attracts that crowd. But yeah, you're right in, on the multiplayer side. That is of, of a common, you know. I suppose with Modern Warfare, it kind of went away for a while after three. So it was left to mm. Black Ops to pick up the slack, and now with this reimagining of Modern Warfare, they've kind of no, they've got you know a good good franchise name there. But interesting. Well, if you if you do play the the beta, obviously we'll have you back on to to give thoughts on that, and maybe yep. maybe you'll glean us some some hands on experience. CD Projekt Red says that Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven is now attracting one million players daily. They also an interesting stat. They also thank players for a quote-unquote second chance following a recent resurgence. Um, this has been attributed to the Netflix series in some aspects, the Edge Runners anime that's gone out, which I've heard good things about, but don't want to play mm. it till I've played, I've watched it till I've played the game. So Ronnie's, you know, putting restrictions in about what can be watched now, which is ridiculous, but that's that's, that's what can happen. Um, yeah, I mean, since that since that announcement, since that's released, they've had a resurgence. They announced there's also going to be an expansion pass, uh, expansion drop coming. Which, if you compare that to the Witches expansion pass, that was, I think, that's the best DLC I've ever played. Right, mm. it's basically a new campaign, and I was like, unbelievable. So has has CD Projekt Red over time? Do you believe that they've actually been given a second chance? I mean, the stats suggest that there's a resurgence in in in, in in the game itself in popularity but sometimes the the perception doesn't change but we think of something like No Man's Sky a real stinker flat out lied said there was multiplayer in the game <laughs> wasn't flat out lied that that was in the game and, and I remember when we picked that up yeah. and we went this ain't multiplayer this ain't multiplayer there's no one here and there was within the day people were saying oh we've there's reports coming out. Oh yeah, we went to the same planet at the same time. There's no one there, and like the the it seemed like the curtain sort of came down over that sort of week after people got their hands on it. But again, to be fair to them, over hard work, lots of free paid updates. That's now mm. borderline forgotten about. People think it's great yeah. that that's still going on and living. So have have CD Projekt Red managed to do that? And do they ultimately do they, do they deserve it? Yeah, it's funny you should say that because I was looking at this in the store the other day and I just thought, oh, I'd really like to just give this a go <clears> if I knew that it was in the state that you... If I got the thumbs up from them to say, this is now in the right state, mm. I'd still like to play it. Um, yeah, it's tricky, it's, isn't it? It's a tricky one because uh, at what point does that come and who's going to give that go-ahead? I mean... that. I don't you know. Think, or can they ever say that? Well, this is the thing, but you, I mean, it should you shouldn't have to say it because at well, the moment you release it, that should be the the rubber stamp to say that that is good to go. But unfortunately, this one wasn't for a variety of reasons. No. Um, I hope it does get another go. 
I hope it does, and I hope people have forgiven it. And I think redemption can occur. Yeah. Um, but I feel like they've got to do more publicly to to address that. So my yeah, my view is so they have said in the last probably twelve months ago they said that performance was had reached a satisfying level. Doesn't mean it's necessarily great, but that's kind of yeah, like the bugbears. Oh yeah, but. Yeah. For me, the way I've had this on my on the PlayStation Store in my account for over a year now, Agcock procured it for me through. Um, mm. He said, "I'm not going to play it. Do you want it?" And I said, oh, "Absolutely, I will play. I will play that one day when it gets to this, whatever this level is." And yeah. to me, it felt like when they released the next gen patch for the current for the, well, the current gen, I guess patch for the Xbox Series X and PS5, where. They got in more features. They they shored things up. That was kind of the time I was going to jump in. But then I got wind of this this um, this this paid DLC they're going to be playing. And I thought, well, that feels like the appropriate time to to jump in because mm. they're gonna. There's other th- big fixes like they want to fix things like the the police and how they operate and and conduct themselves in the world. Apparently, it's not very good. So that's going to get revamped. And they're saying this is going to be sort of the only paid. Um, expansion to the game so for me that's the moment I think you could jump in now many people have said since that patch went in um, for the next gen or the current gen it's basically mm. you know you wouldn't you would never really know it's still got bugs and whatnot. Yeah, as any game has it's never going to be 100% perfect and maybe just the stink of its release will always make you think and notice things more because you will be like well but- I just think it I think in my head I've got a sneaky suspicion it might end up on Game Pass. I mean, it should be. I really. think that's I mean, that's that. That's what I'm. If it was on Game Pass, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. And I think that's. I'm in no rush to play it, but I no. think it feels like it's going that way. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why, or that's based on nothing other than me thinking mm, I could see that happening. Yeah. Um. So, the I think either an acceptable price point. Or Game Pass would get me involved with it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think the simple answer to your question is yeah, they can come back, but I think it's mm. I don't know whether they're a victim of their of the, I'm not even sure it was them that really created the hype. I mean, clearly it released in a in a state that was not acceptable. Mm. But even that, I don't know whether it was them or just the people wow. just created hype around a game that. Yeah, was never going to meet that, even if it, even in its best state. Yeah, I mean, what? Well, yeah, it was a difficult bar that they've been set by their previous game, to be fair, and and, yeah. and the people at large, journalists, etc. But it was pretty diabolical. And you know what? I mean, I've heard the the theory go out and the statement saying, "Well, I really people don't agree with the the, the I guess the theory that." dropping last-gen support makes any difference. You know, a lot of people say, oh, I don't want this to be on PS4 and Xbox One because it's holding back games. Mm. I think Cyberpunk's a very good user case to prove that that actually is the case because a lot of the, a lot and a lot of the stuff that you see in terms of like mm. how bad it was was running on the Xbox One and PS4 editions. It, it yeah. just was too much for those consoles. And bear mm. in mind, that's where most of the market was is at the time and, and, and was back then. Mm. It undoubtedly crapped on them. Because I don't know if you remember, when the game came out, they released the PC code for the first few days. This is how you lost out in the Fantasy Game League. Of course you know. Chappers got a 91 for that because the the, the day the window closed, that's what the score was. Within within 10 days, it was down to a 70. 
because all the other systems like PS4, Xbox One, and P- had been released. So clearly, at some point, there was a game that people felt was 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 good, and on the PC side, they kind of got away with it. But I do think that this is a a bit of a a tale for people to remember that a lot of the problems stems from them having to support the old crap hardware. And you can say, yeah. well, the feature set was the same. And you say, yeah, we didn't run. And imagine how much time they spent building it for those, that 2013 old two, just slagged Sony off these move controllers and this camera, same year. And we're expecting one of the next gen looking fucking games of, of that time to come out and, and do well on it. I don't know why it's kind of been lost these days, right? But why not just release a new console with a game that goes, this is what this can do? Mm. Well, you ain't going to get anywhere else. Sony did kind of do that. Yeah, they did. They have to, but... They've done a few PS5s. Not many, but they have done at least a few PS5s. Phil launched with nothing, so he had, he, what was he going to show? But I'll go and play Assassin's Creed. Thanks, Phil. He's all right. You'll get Halo next year and, and Forza Horizon. Oh, good. Okay, and Starfield after that. No, <laughs> n- nothing this year. Yeah, it's nothing not f- ideal. No. Um, but yeah, I, I I still want to. It's still on my radar. It's, it's not disappeared. I'm sure it's a tenner one. Like it has been really cheap at times, and on mm. Steam this was half price for a little while during this period. So I imagine that's mm. got more people in. But honestly, it's been dirt cheap and probably will be. Mm. Phil should be getting this on Game Pass, really. Or Jim put it on his PlayStation catalogue, either or. He ain't doing that. Well, he ain't putting hand in pocket, is he? No, he's not. He's putting hand in my pocket and taking it for himself. Last one. Probably won't have yeah. much to say other than it's just a bit of an eye-waterer. NVIDIA announced the latest generation of its graphics card, headlined by the RTX 4090. The card, which it's claimed runs Flight Simulator at two to four times the speed of the current highest tier 3090 card, will retail for 15 nope, $1,599. So that's the top, top end. Then you've got the 4080, which are the step downs. That's going to have two versions of it. Uh, you've got a 16 gigabyte GD, GDDR. You can tell we don't know anything we're talking about here. Um, for 1200 quid and then a 12 gigabyte version for 900 quid i say quid dollars but yeah often they will just be the same over yeah, here. they don't yeah i mean it's almost it's getting to one for one now anyway well yeah that know. well i saw that fucking pound slide today and thought wow. yeah so well you always got under it <laughs> Well, you're saying it's not right, but it is pretty much as good as correct. It doesn't matter now where it's dollars or pounds because the exchange rate is so piss poor. It used to be two to one. Yeah, I know. It's insane. It's really poor. Oh, dear. Um, so but, is, this, mean, is this going to tempt you into jump into Master Race finally? No. No, no. I mean, look, the simple fact is, is I don't need anything near that, no. really, for, for what I'd want to do. But... Um, I know that when I was looking at it, um, was it last year? Or it was probably, might have been the year before now. I can't mm. remember. might have been 2020 I was sniffing. That COVID's um, ruined things because you, lo- you lose two years and thought it was one. Well, yeah, so basically. All timelines from late 2019 through to 2022 have been blown for me. I don't know what was going on then. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think there's been uh, too much food and too much alcohol and <laughs> it's just all a bit of a blur. Um but yeah, I think I was looking at a, a 3000 series then and I was like, even at those price points, I was like, this is just unpalatable for what 
I want to use it for. Yeah. But, I mean, again, it's the same situation where I went, well, do I need something like that? And it's like, well, no, but you find yourself in six months thinking about an upgrade. And that's the trouble with it. Um, mm. But God knows if you wanted to do a new build with one of those top-end cards now, I mean, it's going to be three or four grand, surely. Yeah. He's, I, that's why I, my, my belief is that there's not a lot of crossover between a console player looking to go into PC. You might get a few drop down out of the PC, like filter down from the PC market, but it's just a different world financially in terms of what you're willing to spend. I don't think a lot of like old school console players have the appetite to spend that level of money on a bit mm. of hardware. It's um, It really is yeah. for the enthusiasts. It really yeah, is. And I, 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 and for the record, like, I originally started out predominantly as a, as a PC game. Yeah. Like back in the day, I used to play Counter Strike. Well, you didn't have to on... buy the thing though. Well, just, this is that, the thing. That was I just, just in used, the house. Yeah, I just used it. And it works. It's not a problem. But even even Bad. back then, I had problems getting it running sometimes, <laughs> and you get all these issues and errors. I ain't got time for that these days. No. I get a very small window when I can get on and play games now, and I don't want to be faffing around on a PC, unfortunately. No. Um, Instead, you'll cost... faff around waiting for updates to go in, so you'll, you'll lose, well, you'll lose you... the time another way. Well, <laughs> yeah, um, but at least you're minimising the possibilities yeah. of things that need doing. Um, and look, I think there's a there's a good pool, and I know there's loads of stuff that's going on with the PC lot in DIMP and stuff, and you yeah. know, I would like to get involved with stuff like that, but the price... Of doing it, just yeah. I'm just like I, I to play the stuff that's on offer. Really, it's just kind of like, and I'm, I'm you know, chatting to Hall. I know that there's a a better experience to be had as well. Like I'm not saying that it's not you don't get something for your money because you definitely do. Oh but yeah, yeah. For the sweet spot, I think for me at the moment is still in console. Like yeah. for, for price, performance, convenience, it just ticks all of my boxes. I think. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I can't believe how expensive those cards are. It's, it's insane. No. I don't, I don't even think that the three thousand series when that first came out that they were that dear. I think they were talking uh, out around a thousand dollars or something. But well, the the blow on that side was they were immediately unavailable well, because yeah. they just sold I mean, out so quickly. So that was the the, mm. the stinker. There was that any price that was retail price was almost gone. Scarcity. It was there were not there were enough of them. Nvidia CEO will end it on this says declining GPU prices are quote a thing of the past. So don't be expecting the fifty series to be any cheaper than what the forty series is. Time to put and in pocket. And if you want to put and in pocket here, patreon.com forward slash dimp digital is the place to go or twitch.tv slash dimp digital. I promise you it's less than sixteen hundred dollars. Um, should, open, should open it up so that people can pay just a one-off. Maybe they want to give us $1,600, and then we could buy one of these cards and not use it. So, so, someone would use that. But um, we're going to transition now back to some game impressions. Uh, I'll let you choose this week. I think I did the last time we were here. We've got... I'm just looking at the timings. So let's go with... We've got Far Changing Tides. Mm. Forza Horizon 5. Or Ultimate Con- Control Ultimate Edition. Control. Control selected by Logan. So you're going to hear Adkins talk about Control Ultimate Edition. Again, this was at the end of a heavy drinking session for me. So 
no idea what I was playing at, but there we go. We will see everyone on the other side. Here we are then, back for some gaming impressions to see out this week's Idle Game Chat. Got the Governors of Gaming here. Masters of the Gaming Click. Adkins, you're here to talk to us about Control, Control Ultimate baby. Edition. So this, is a, for it. this is a current gen. I don't know if it's remastered. I think it has got more options graphically in terms of you've got a 60 FPS mode now, but you've got the DLC, I understand, bundled into it, etc., etc. So this is. And they called it the ultimate edition, but what you'd normally say is the definitive edition of a of a video game. You yeah. hadn't played it during its original run, as far as I understand. So you've actually jumped in at a good point here. So let's let's hear about your experience with Control, Control. Ultimate Edition. First of all, have you played the entire lot, including the DLCs? No, no. Much to well, something I will talk about, which was rather strange. Mm. The inclusion of the DLC, but no, I didn't. Unfortunately, I uh, no, because the way they set out. They're quite hard. It's quite. I found it quite difficult to decipher what was the DLC, and I found right. I sort of drifted into the DLC without even knowing. I was like, "Oh, it's, it, like, what?" As anyone else would probably see that quite good, as it's quite seamless. Yes, and I got to a point where I thought that what I was seeing from the DLC was part of the story. Yeah. I was like, "Oh." I don't remember this being a thing. I've not heard of this before. And then later on was like, oh no, that was a DLC. I just drifted in without even knowing it. Um, and then at, towards the back end of the game, I wanted to, I, was, I got the platinum for it because I was only a few ways. I'm, right, I'm going to go Took the platinum now. without doing all the DLC. Yeah, yeah. But I did use the DLC to leverage one trophy that I needed. Oh, okay. Um, it was like, uh, you had to unlock all the skills. But I hadn't, I couldn't get, I was struggling to get enough points from doing side missions or whatever from the main game. So I used the DLC. So I did dabble in both DLCs. However, I didn't finish it to the end. I sort of got, got up with it and, and left it half done, to be honest. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, I don't know why I didn't. I, I've played most of their games. Um, uh, what are they called? Um, Remedy. Remedy, so that's got, it. So so yeah, for those who don't know, you've got Alan Wake, uh, Max Payne, Max Payne 2, uh, mm-hmm. American Nightmare from Alan Wake, Quantum Break is the Break. most recent yeah. outing, which was a Microsoft published game. I bought game. my Xbox One with, a Microsoft, with the Quantum Break bundle. It was on the day that came out. So Bloody hell. So you didn't yeah. get an Xbox till... So that's 2016 nice. that came out and... When did that come? So two years later, yeah. Two... 2014 they came out? I think, think it's no, it 2013. 20, end of 2013, so... Oh, yeah. Two and a bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah oh, I was yeah. late to the party. Master Race. That's what he said. Yeah, all those years. Um, so, yeah, so I don't know why I didn't jump on this. I sort of remember it coming out and it looked very cool and weird. But no, completely missed it for the, the old gen. Never touched it. And then uh, it became available on PS Plus, I believe. Yep, on what um, we call now the essential tier. Oh, yes. So now every time tier. you have to dictate it for us, like, which tier? There's three of the bastards. 
But yeah, this is this is one you could claim and stays mm. in your library for forever until you just decide not to be a a PS Plus essential member. And um, yeah, I'd I'd played through the original when it came out back in 2019. I really enjoyed it. Mm. I have to say, I was a little bit salty when I saw that the next gen or the current gen version was coming, and then it went to PlayStation Plus relatively quickly. In comparison, quickly, and I was like, cool, I wish I just waited <laughs> to have this 60 FPS mode. Because one of my major complaints on the original on PlayStation 4 mm. hardware was the frame rate would get in a right mm. old pickle sometimes when it all kicked off. Yeah. Have frame rate issues being resolved in this Ultimate Edition whilst playing on a PlayStation 5? They have indeed. Technically, Lovely. this game was super, super sound. Really? Because um, the ray tracing good. mode as well, if I'm, if I'm not there wrong. Is about, that was the only... I always say this with these type of games. I wish they did the Insomniac Happy Medium, mm. where you got a bit of both. Um, because, yeah, I did play it on the 60 FPS mode, just because once you go there, you can't go back. But it's such a stylistic-type game. Like, the setting and the style crazy sort of lighting in this game there was rooms i'd walk into and i'd be like i bet this looks awesome with ray tracing switch back and i'd switch back and be like yep yeah, look at that there's like a room with fucking like metal in it or something can you see that would completely change but even like getting like an elevator i got like changed the fucking back to ray tracing was like this is amazing right. and you go to walk and i go oh hang on <laughs> swing the camera <laughs> but, around you're like oh, yeah Probably should have. I'd like to play this at 30 FPS and not really go for it. Just try not to get go back to 60, so you don't get that poison. But um, yeah, technically sound. This was brilliant, and it was a very nice looking game. It like when the the sort of particle effects that you get off some of the the cat, like when you kill the hiss, is it they call That's them? It, yeah, <laughs> they leave like this sort of weird oil mm. sort of residue behind and. It is a a very strange game, but um, I enjoyed my time with this. I do have grievances. I, I don't think I'm as um, uh, high on it as other people in the thing. Yeah, such as yourself. The fuck? I, I found that related Technical to masterpiece, you just got told. The only yeah. fault of the game, as long as you can only read. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. <laughs> yeah, I found... We'll start off with a negative and then we'll end up on Crap all over it. Crap all over it. Yeah, I found the story How'd you mute too... people on this? <laughs> <laughs> I found the story really convoluted and, to be honest, quite difficult to keep up with, to be honest. I just... Mm. It was very strange. Like, I... I like the world of the like the, the setting that it was set in this the old house, fed, the old house, the Federal Bureau of yeah. Control. Yes, um, and it was like enriched in mystery that reminded me sort of a bit like Lost. You remember the TV series where you sort of like right, what is this place and what's going on? And to my discredit, I didn't read <laughs> very much of the law that probably would have felt out most of what my grievance I did have on it. Mm. But as the game sort of progressed in its story and sort of to, to unravel what this was, 
I don't know why, it just didn't click with me enough. And I was just sort of like, well, it's just weird, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> it? I know Remedy games do have that type of thing. Um, yeah. They have this weird sort of supernatural type systems throughout. But yeah, I, don't, I, think, I think this is the weakest part of the game, in my opinion, is the story. The setting um, is, is fantastic. Like, yeah, the, the way it... it the world building, the level building, the way, it, like you say, it's this old house that this set in this, yeah. front, and it constantly can change. It's a character in itself. It's a, it is, literally is a character in itself because it. You go through these missions. I'll footnote that to a technical point. I did. Ha- I had a problem. I had a. I had to hard. Cr- not a hard crash. I had a game breaking bug that I had to lose about four hours settings. What? Four hours of gameplay because I had a crash. You're joking. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, the story, like I say, is, is good. If you, you're really ready to be invested and, like you say, like yourself, really read every single note and take all in the lore and every last scrap. Every last scrap and really accept it for its real supernatural, bizarre, kind of Twin Peaks esque. Mm. What was that TV show you wanted to watch? Um, Vikings. Twilight Zones was it? Oh yeah, Twilight Zone. Yeah, Twilight Zone. It's yeah. got that sort of weird vibe about it. Um, but yeah, it just didn't hit very much for me. But I, I, and this is I'm going off almost three year old memory now. But I seem to remember like what what happens in the game. Um, as in the the plot. I think is it, is it Jesse? Her name is Jesse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what happens like. The start of that to the finish of it, like what the what she's overcoming or what's happening, yeah. is, is interesting. But it's mm. not like you said; it's not the strongest point. But I, no. I did really love the sort of law yeah. around yeah, like you said. what you know what, what the what the FBC do or what the AWEs yeah. are, all that sort of yeah. stuff. I was yeah, yeah, yeah. So even reading yeah. the notes, I was. Kind of like that's what I was. I was like, oh wow, this is really, this is really interesting. Mm. But I would agree that from Jesse's point of view, of what you do is a in the game's narrative is a bit. Yeah. It, yeah, I can yeah, see yeah, where yeah. that is a, a character-wise as well. A struggle to find oh, sexist now. Mem- sexist. No, she, <laughs> she's quite a cool character, and Liar. her brother. I, mean, I quite like the story of her and her brother, sort of how they got in, sort of unravelled in this world. Yeah. And, Story. that was quite interesting but side characters like the the one that re- really was like oh, the caretaker what was his name like, oh <laughs> yeah yes he's excellent isn't he the little janitor he's, really, he's like the weirdest janitor that's it the janitor he's like yes. this really weird like i think he's like finnish or swedish or whatever remedy are from <laughs> one of them um but yeah he was really cool but other than that like the other sort of side characters that you meet finland yeah finland is it finland yeah, it's finland isn't it um yeah, there wasn't very much memorable, like, memorable characters that I was like, "Oh, they stuck out. They were cool. Yeah. They were sort of just run-of-the-mill, sort of side questy giving characters that mm. you know were serviceable but didn't stick out." But no, I really quite liked um, Jesse and that, like the conversations that you have, especially like as the story progresses and and the secrets are un- unveiled and stuff. It, it was interesting, but I think. The bread, like the meat and potatoes of this game, is in its combat. Yeah. And what I'd also like is the fucking 
physics. It's almost like what's it called? The scope of the. What is it? Physics or destruction? Yeah. The, well, you just like, like slash your telekinesis across the desk, and all this fucking paper goes everywhere, and the desk everywhere. fucking break. Yeah. I mean, I can understand why it tanked the frame rate on PS4 yeah. sometimes, yeah, but yeah. to play that, I'm like, it's on. I still have got unfinished business, and I've Breath of the Wild's the last part of that. That's almost a lie because I've got other stuff I want to replay, and this is one of them, the ultimate edition of Control, because mm. just playing that in a smooth sixty. Because when the action's kicking off, it's just yeah. a, it's a joy to. It's fucking brilliant. Once you start to unlock those powers and stuff, when you become like a daddy, yeah, you're getting all your skills, and you can fucking use your shield. You can levitate, chuck yeah. shit around. You, it's fucking incredible. Like how that holds up and. Solid 60, it's brilliant. And you do, yeah. It it helps with exploring as well. That's what the, the what the, like, I keep going back to the level environment, like the level design in these games. Mm. They are so different. Like, even though this is set in one building, yeah. they make it so every, like, you're in different zones. You're in fucking, like, my swamps and fucking yeah. not swamps, but like mold ridden shit caverns houses, and yeah. yeah, shit houses. Yes, it's in, it's incredible. Um, but yeah, combat is just fun. It's it's quite challenging in some areas, you know, like when you're getting fucking bombarded by one of them fucking like balls of energy that fucking just like drain your life if they get near. You. Yeah, oh, they're horrible. Them fucking things. Um. Yeah, but it was just the like the combat and unlocking the skills and going through um, the bosses and stuff. You had like these sections. What was it called? You we got you went like as you learned these new um, uh, like abilities and stuff. You you'd like practice them and it's like the astral plane. I think that's it. The astral it plane. Little, that's it. Like a little it tutorial. The same that was in that astral chain. That was. It was. I don't know. I assume astral chains nicked it off of this because it came first. <laughs> but that is exactly the same. It was just like an anime version of this. Yes. Um, but yeah, it really did. It just sort of added another sort of you know another fucking use to your arsenal. You really could change up the way you were playing. Um, yeah, combat, definitely combat, and that, that fucking like, destructive element of how nice the game looked. That was top totty, it was. Yeah, um, yeah the DLC, I, I, yeah, it seamlessly went into it. I honestly thought it was part of the game. Um, was, because it, I was, like, was it like noticeably harder than what... Because my worry about when they do things like that, where it seamlessly blends in, is that it's designed for people that have played the game, put it down... And they buy a DLC, yeah. but they're playing it as you know the top dog, big bollocks, overpowered Jesse. Yeah. Did, did you ever get that, or was it quite no, it fitting so it well must, that it wouldn't have mattered? No, it must, yeah, because you remember the enemies; they had like they always have like a little number on top of it. That's it what yeah. level? Well, yeah, because I was sort of just going through the main missions, and it was the how they do it. There's like a I don't know if you remember, there's like a section in the game where you had to go to an area and it was sort of like a crossroads. Yeah. And you yeah. crossed over to the road, but this section here was blocked, blocked off. off. Okay, so it's like a new, it. this whole new area or facility. Oh, it's a whole the... new area. But so I went and done the normal route, and then... but instead of the game taking me back to where it should have gone to carry on, it just took me to the DLC as if that was the next step of the story. 
Did it make and sense it, or not really? It did make sense, to be honest, because okay. it was in the same area. So it's almost as if it should have been there from the beginning. Cut content. Slotted, yeah, cut, so it pretty much was cut content. But because I had no idea about it, it weren't until sort of the story beats started happening. And I was thinking, hang on a minute. this Hang on a minute. And then yeah. I started looking and realized I was popping trophies. And I was like, where are they gone? And then I looked and saw I was popping them for the DLC. And I was like... Oh shit! I'm in the DLC. So no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't that. It. Um. I. I assume it just scales to wherever you are, and accordingly does it that way, which was quite neat, to be honest. Yeah. Um. But yes, I've done that one, and then, then the other DLC wasn't. That was very much a go here to start the DLC, whereas this led me to it. Yes. Um. So yeah, but um, but no, it was good. Yeah, like I said, technical thing. It was after the game, after I'd finished the game, I tried to, I was going for the Platinum, so I had to go through, it was like clearing down all those side missions. And do you remember when you get into a room and it would be all red? Yes. And it yeah. would be all like fucked and then you had to kill all the enemies and then you go to the control point and That's it would it. bring the thing. So it like glitched, so the room was just red and I could never, I killed all the enemies can... and it would stay and I could, I couldn't get out of the room. It blocked every, it blocked the whole room. I couldn't get out of the room. So I was just locked in this room and I was like Googling it and watching fucking YouTube videos. I was like, I... it was like, do you remember there was like a side mission where you had to like collect like a, um, a note that was like flying across the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that. And it went into his room that was behind this block that the block had moved and it and I was like I can't get to it how do I get to it and then I like watched someone playing it I was like well so when he does it that's how you get to it I was like well I can't unlock the control board so it just blocked so I played like four hours and I had to revert my save back to the end of where I completed it and I was like well that's fuck's sake so, that was just like so a... I'm trying to think well, could there have been a situation there where you'd had to have done a full restart or does the game save in not like how I can't remember the saving functionality works. This is why those small details about saving in separate slots and, mm. and auto That's saving is important. I think because I had two say I had a manual save and an auto save, so I had to revert. And luckily, I to your just, manual save or to my manual save, and that was just before. I think it was just after I'd completed the game, and it takes you back to that main area that you're in. Yeah, and and then I went it. So that's what I did. It took me back to that main area. Went into a room. I think it was called like Dead Letters or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yes, it. Yeah, but it shouldn't have. It shouldn't have made the room all fucked up like that. I'd unlocked that area, so it'd been fine. But it glitched out and thought I was playing it for the first time, right. and then just fucking went mental and just and then wouldn't saw it. So I was just like, oh, I can't do anything. I can't go any. Like, I couldn't go back and fast travel out because it blocked the every fast travel point. Yeah, <laughs> it was insane. But yeah. Yeah, so that was a bit of a a bit of a stinker, but but no, um, yeah, it's a very it's a unique game. It's it's almost unlike anything I've ever played, really, in terms of its story and setting. Yeah, um, it it plays very much like a a typical remedy game. You know, it definitely is enriched in their DNA. Um, yeah, I just found. That story-wise, was a bit too convoluted for me, and too up its own ass. Bit up its own ass, yeah, God. yeah. Why have I said that? 
<laughs> but yeah. no, there's definitely. It'd be interesting to see if they do a sequel to this because it certainly has. Like it's a it's a great footing for what could be a, a good a, an awesome franchise. They could go fucking nuts with it. Yeah. You know? Um. And yeah, Jesse's a likable character. It's another strong female character. What we are lacking. Well. Aloy and Aloy and Lara running the gauntlet. Yeah, are there any <laughs> others? Abby. Um, Ab- oh yeah, Abby. Yeah, and Abby, Ellie. Ellie. Yeah. Mm. There's hundreds. Femship. <laughs> <laughs> she got lucky and they got her own front cover. Yeah, Monster Hunter female character. Loads of these enriched, empowered women. <laughs> exactly that. But um. Yeah, no, I'm, I enjoyed my time with Control. Um, it almost felt like a bit of a tech demo in its in that destruction thing, just yeah, with how nice it, <laughs> nice that would look and the shit you could do. Like, I was just constantly going into rooms and just destroying everything I could. That fucking false punt, yeah, like yeah, 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 <laughs> just fucking destroying everything, like the. Boxes as well, like the mod, the, the mods and stuff you'd get for the guns. That that's something I mean, like the the way the gun worked was wicked as well. It just sort of like twisted and fucking molded into something else, and then you could add like mods onto that's that. That's it, yeah. It's... Then you had like personal mods that you could change. You sort of you know increase your stats for energy and stuff like that. You could really really play around with it and sort of build a sort of I suppose a build. It's not really any. It's not like the an RPG is a box standard skill tree you get, yeah. get health and that, but health. but yeah, yeah, no, I liked it. It's definitely it's it's setting and a mystery are its strong points as well as its gameplay. Yeah, but yeah, just didn't hit the high echelons I was expecting. And it's this is obviously a thing for me because people really do rave this about this game. Like, they talk about it as one of their best games ever and stuff. So, you know, you could play this game. No, if I'd and... lost four hours progress on any game, I would, abs- <laughs> I would absolutely be fuming. That like... really did. I was living, and I was almost close to chucking the fuck. I think I was at like 96% or something at the Platinum as well. Yeah. I knew I'd only had a couple of hours left. I was like, look, I want to get this done so I can get back to Horizon. <laughs> <laughs> I'd cause myself some more misery. That would sell my, my my opinion. Then, yeah, that's that's the name of the game. That's it. Like, yeah, I like the puzzles in this game as well. Actually, the the hotel or motel, yeah. whatever it was, that was quite. Oh cool. yeah, I forgot about that little like area where you doesn't like loop around. Well, it will loop around unless you like, yeah figure out what you've got, to, what the idea is and where to go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, there was. There's definitely stuff in it like that's that's great. The the mystery, like I say, it, remind, it had that sort of weird sci-fi, fucking Twilight Zone feel to it, which all their games do. Definitely one to pick up and have a go because it is unlike many a game. It's, yeah, it's an original game, original piece, and yeah, it's good. It's good. I'm gonna give it. In my, get the keys out. It's open. I'm gonna give it a silver. Lovely jubbly, excellent. Control Ultimate Edition earns itself a lovely silver. I've really was... gone back and finished the thing. Really, I should have. Well. I was sort of. It was one of ones where. 
because it, it's nice. It's not too long to be honest. It's like in the old ten-hour bracket. Is it ten, fifteen hours? I think I spent in it. Um, but I did sort of start to try and break, break, uh, breakneck it towards the back end of it. I was like, right, let's let's get this going. Yeah, Come on it's like eleven and a half hours. How long do Pete's got it down for? Right. All style seventeen hours, which is close to how I do things because I have to fucking yeah. walk around rather than run mm. and then pick everything up. But no, a lovely silver for remedy and for control ultimate edition. So recommended if that sounded like something you'd be interested in. But nothing for more for us to say on this week's episode, other than thanks for your time and ta-da. <laughs> This was a Dimp Digital production.